it's Kate from Zen Stitching and I'm popping in for another chat with one of our Making Zen artists for the Making Zen Retreat which is from May 15 to 19. Uh, this morning we have the pleasure of talking with Yasmin. Yasmin is from Sand and Stars and I'm just going to send her a quick invitation so that she Be joining in any moment now. So Yasmin's joining us from Hello. the UK and uh, here she is. Hello, good morning or good afternoon <laughs> to you. <laughs> it's very nice to have you as part of the Making Zen. Yeah, thank and you for having to be me. I'm really excited this about morning. this event. So um, it's been nice to get together and chat about all things Hand of PK. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. And um, I think you are a girl after my own heart. It seems that you really do enjoy the stitching process and the, the calming down and the centeredness that um, stitching brings. And I really love um, how Sand and Stars came to be. And for people who might be meeting you for the first time, would you like to yeah, share so, your story um, with us? I have been... I've loved being creative ever since I was little. Um, and I think my mum used to say, drawing away in a corner in my own little world, happy, happy as anything. Um, and then I did uh, specialised in textiles and art school um, and kind of went through the motions of going to art college. And um, I knew at some point that I'd always wanted to have a business. So, um, and I'm Arabic and half English. So, I, um, I thought I wanted my business to kind of reflect my heritage and the desert is something um, I've loved. I love the desert. I love the calmness and the peace that it provides. Um, so the sand, you know, when you're in the desert, you don't see anything. There's nothing to distract you. It's very peaceful. Um, and then at the night, you see all the stars in the skies, which also is very peaceful and calming. So that's kind of where the name Sand and Stars comes from. And also I thought it was quite an important name because um, that feeling of being um, somewhere where there's no distraction and the calmness and the peace um, is the same feeling that I get and I know other people get from doing hand sewing and working with to be creative. Mm -hmm. So I think those kind of um, ideas kind of combined really well um, for, for the actual sort of start of my business. Yes, absolutely. And um, I'm sure as it does for me and for many of our viewers, it paints such a beautiful uh, landscape, the idea mm -hmm. of sand and stars and um, just the experience of, of being in a, a vast um, desert landscape um yeah and i i had the opportunity to uh, experience the desert in morocco <laughs> and i went on a <laughs> yes. i i made the mistake of wearing jeans on a camel ride so i'll never do that ever again <laughs> it was a little bit it's funny you wouldn't think that those little um inside seams on jeans they are no, just not did. built for camel riding so <laughs> But um, I do remember very fondly, um, we stayed in a, a Bedouin camp and so it was a big tent and just the clarity of the stars at night time for me was just 
you know, out of this world, even growing up in Australia yeah. where the skies are, are pretty unpolluted, but just the being in a desert yeah. environment changed and it I think up dramatically. You know living in this modern world um we're constantly being bombarded with information and sort of um you know pe people telling us you know what we should be doing and how we should be living and you know sometimes i think that information overload is a bit much um so i think anything that we can do to find that kind of sense of calm and almost create our own little bubbles of that protect us from that noise i think is really important yeah. yeah oh that's so true so true and um especially when it's um you know it's available in our phone and we can tap into the busyness of of life or almost um through uh addiction i guess is a way of describing it so it, it is nice to be able to have something that's not um doesn't engage you in that same way so like you know for example picking up a, a piece of fabric and a needle is very different to picking up yeah. your phone and and seeing what's happening i think it's uh, in the world so it's, um, it's so us. nice to be able to connect with people and obviously do things like this where we can chat and connect with other makers i think it's about finding the balance yes. isn't it to kind of have those moments of connection and um meeting people and, and learning things but then also finding that quiet time and that sort of that peace <laughs> <laughs> and that's that's so true i think you've hit the nail on the head there with that it's it is finding that balance because the online craft community is just such a supportive uh very encouraging and safe space to be everybody's very lovely so it's it is being very mindful that of that and i i think um i was thinking about it myself anyway it it comes down to the the um boundaries we set for ourselves so you, you know it's like well yeah nine o'clock um, at night no more phone or yeah. you know first thing in the morning time to do some <laughs> yeah, stitching definitely. <laughs> and um how did you get into uh doing needle turn applique if you were was that something that you focused on when you went no, through um, so, your degree um, i was i was very much kind of focused on textiles um when i sort of the later part of school and and college um and I liked working with fabrics and materials, um, stitching and manipulating fabric and painting on fabric. So that was kind of where I really enjoyed uh, the creativity of that side of things. Um, and I had a few years um, where I kind of was a bit unsure what I wanted to do. And then I came across um, a degree in hand embroidery at the Royal School of Needlework. Um, and it was the whole, obviously it's, it's a traditional learning about traditional hand embroidery techniques. Um, and I just thought that just sounded like the most amazing thing ever. And it really was um, because I was studying at Hampton Court Palace. So walking grounds every day to go, mm. go to class was just, I really miss it actually, um, it was able to go there. Um, <laughs> and I think it was there that I really um, fell in love with hand sewing and the potential of what you could do with needle and thread. Um, so I was able to do a bit of work with that, um, I kind of worked in costume within film and TV as an assistant. So doing lots of repetitive work and embellishing clothes and um, really lovely stuff. And then I think um, I stumbled across hand applique um, kind of more with, um, within the quilting world um, a few years ago. 
and kind of tried out a few little um, designs and ideas um, and then just became completely obsessed with it. I think it was the the, the feeling of the process of how you actually do it. Um, and then also it was um, the potential to be creative. So I think it, it, being able to layer the fabrics up and um, being able to design what you want and just coming up with things that you would like to have in your own home was just so exciting. <laughs> yes, and you create some really beautiful patterns. Um, I, and I, you have a, a couple of different programs, I think you have a, is it a block of the month and also other blocks available? Tell me a little yeah, bit so, more about what um, you I've have available. I've got a few different patterns that I have available, but I also do block of the month programs. So essentially it's kind of like a sew along. So each month you get a pattern, um, which is with the one I'm doing at the moment, it's a block, which is a square of fabric and it has a design on it. And at the end of the uh, 12 months, which is what this block of the month is, you end up having a hand applique quilt. So it's a really nice way to learn the technique, um, to be guided on how to actually approach doing the pattern. And you also get to meet other people, chat to other people. And it just it's nice to have um, something to keep you focused to kind of get to that end goal of creating this really lovely quilt. Mm. Oh. It just sounds marvellous. And is, um, is there a, a theme for each of the blocks? So they're, um, they're just, they're based on, I actually have some here because I thought I'd do a little, I showed the, the ones that we've done so far. So um, I've got um, this just to give you an idea of um, what they look like. So they, it'll be a 12 by 12 mm. inch finished block. So this is one. So this is, so for example, this is what we are working on for the first month. So we do four repeats of this particular pattern. And then um, this is the new one that we're working on here. So it's all, um, oh, the, wow. the quilt was actually inspired by a previous uh, block of the month that I did. So this is almost a continuation of, of that block. Um, but it's inspired by sort of, um, I'd say modern Scandi design. So quite clean lines. Um, and the way I've laid out this particular um, block of the month is that every month we work on patterns that help you develop your skills so with the first month we worked on quite a simple simple shapes to kind of get you into the rhythm of learning how to do the technique and to find your confidence to understand how mm -hmm. to work with your hands and work with a needle and thread and fabric uh, so as we progress throughout mm -hmm. the block of the month you kind of gain your confidence gain your skills and just and to fall in love with the technique. Yes, because it's um, quite a, a different way yeah. of um, working. And I yeah. think for some, yeah. it can be quite intimidating. I think it's, it's quite mm. funny. I think um, I get very mixed reviews on this particular technique whenever I um, <laughs> I have a lot of people saying, oh, I don't have the patience for that. And then people say, oh, I really can't stand it. And then people say they love it. So. Um, it's really um, interesting to come across, um, to know it's, it's a very dividing technique. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's, uh, well, it, it is. It's so true. I'm just thinking of my, um, I grew up with an aunt who did this kind of embroidery and, and patchwork. <laughs> Sorry, I have a little cat who wants to play. <laughs> um, and I was always, I guess, blown away by 
the meticulousness of it and just I don't know I, I guess I was also intimidated by the the whole process I I um I found I don't know what it was so I guess there's probably a lot of people that are to, that are in that um, that boat so to speak so what would you say to people who um, are like me who, who might be a little bit intimidated but are curious and would like to maybe dip their toe in the water do you have any words I would of say encouragement just give it or a go advice? because I think um you know, whenever you try something new, it's always, um, you almost have to retrain your hands how to work. And it, it might feel all mm -hmm. fingers and thumbs when you first start. But I think the more you do something, um, the more you get to understand how to work with the fabric, how to hold your needle, how to hold the fabric. Um, and it doesn't have to be perfect. And I think that's the thing. Um, it's it's kind of I like to say it's it's the perfectly imperfect that makes it unique and you know if you saw something that was made in mm. made by machine um you think oh that looks really nice but it's it, when you see something that's made by hand you can almost um feel the energy of that person in that piece of work um and I think that's the beauty of handmade mm. things is it's not perfect and there are bits that aren't straight or a little bit wobbly but that adds to the uniqueness of it you know, when you see antique um especially when you see look mm. at lots of um antique hand applique quilts there is if you're if you're kind of looking for the perfection there's, there's they're not perfect at all they're really kind of um i don't even know like you, they're just so wibbly wobbly and you know there are bits that always bits out um and curves that are really wobbly the lines sometimes aren't straight but they're just so beautiful and you don't notice those imperfections you just look at it as a whole piece and think wow somebody's mm -hmm. made that by mm -hmm. hand and that mm. yeah and that's that's so true actually because I, I do know that um when you're working with something it's it is quite close you know and you're working on it piece by piece bit by bit uh so it's very easy as the maker to kind of see the flaws but when you step mm. back and look at it from a distance they're not obvious and if someone else looks at the piece they really don't see those things anyway do they they just yeah. and i think that's it it's that's it the is. challenge it's overcoming your own kind of um ideas of perfection because i think you're harder on yourself on what you do than other mm. people are on you so it's kind of it's almost like you need to overcome mm. that self-deprecating uh, um, talk to yourself because if you're able to make something with your hands that is the most amazing thing in the world yeah yeah that's so true oh I love that Yasmin that's yeah. such a lovely um, takeaway just the, the ability to create it is it is yeah. so special and uh, we forget just yeah. how special yeah. and I think to um, be able to do that the other thing I like to think of it as mm. um, it's when you're creating some of your hands it's 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 almost like a private it's a private thing that nobody no like technology can't get involved with and it's something that technology can't tell you how to do like it's your own skill and i think there's a lot of power and um mm. it's just a really beautiful thing to have the ability to be to have that power in your hands to be creative yeah yeah and also um this the space and the time to do it as well like it's it's pretty special to to make the time to sit down and create something and 
and then have this beautiful thing yeah. to show for it at the end as well. Yeah. And because um, I know uh, a lot of our makers, if they yeah. could, they'd make 24-7, but life seems to get in the way a bit from time to time. There's always something that needs to be done. Do you have any um, words of advice on how to encourage people to yeah, uh, feed their creativity so on I'd a, say, a regular um, basis? Find a project that's portable that you can take places with you. Um, so that's the one thing I love about hand applique is it don't need to be tied to a machine and a table to be able to do it. You can actually take it with you. So, you know, if you mm -hmm. work in an office, you can put it in your handbag and then bring it out at lunchtime and spend 20 minutes doing a little bit of stitching. Um, you know, when you're having your morning coffee or tea to spend a bit of time, like maybe even five minutes a day, you can just work on your project a bit at a time. Um, yeah, just definitely find a portable project mm -hmm. that you can kind of stick in your bag and you're ready to go. Yeah, I love that. That's such a, a great, um, great way of working is kind of just because like you say, a lot of things, there's so many barriers yeah. between yeah. wanting to make and then <laughs> making. <laughs> uh, so the ability to have it with you at all times for when you have a moment spare, like during lunchtime or if you're waiting in an office like a doctor's office or or you know any of those yeah. things you can kind of pull it and out I think, and uh, work I, on you know, a little I went, bit um for an appointment with my husband the other day and I took um one of my blocks with me and I just sat in the waiting room with him stitching and obviously you do get a, a few people looking to see what you're doing but it can sometimes create some really interesting conversation like oh you know what you're doing and then you can have you know explain it and you know a lot of people it's not a lot of people you you doing that normally so it's quite nice to open up conversations and and you know show people what you're working on yeah so true not to mention it also turns waiting in a waiting yeah. room from an arduous yeah. task to something that's also very pleasant <laughs> it's like yeah. oh, can't i just keep doing yeah. some more of this i mean you finished our <laughs> You, you kind of get into that <laughs> rhythm and you're sort of you create that little bubble where you're like oh actually i could you lose sense of track of time don't you when you're doing when you're working so um yeah 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 you're just um looking at all the people who are joining in and i've had a a wonderful comment come through from someone who was referring back to my uh, discomfort of wearing jeans whilst camel riding um they recommended wearing oh, wrangler jeans so yeah, I just had to share that with everybody because I thought um, in, just in case anybody is off to ride some camels in the Happy near future. for future reference. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> well, I guess horse riding too, isn't it? Because Wrangler jeans is kind of the, the horse, horse associated jeans. So apparently um, the seams are on, the outside seams are on the inside or something <laughs> like that. So anyway, uh, yeah, that's a... a very interesting yeah. bit of information i'm going to have to go and check out <laughs> all these different things and just um so we're thinking about the construction of jeans and then going back to um the construction of the hand applique um you're sharing with us as part of the making zen retreat um some uh hand applique of a project would yes, you like so to tell us a little, little bit about that here. so it's this um mini cushion which is a 12 by 7. 
Yeah. So it's a lovely simple design. It's called the Arabian flower. Um, and I've basically designed this so that it has all the different shapes um, that you, the most of the shapes that you would find in any hand applique pattern. So you've got curves, the, the points mm. in the petal here, um, straight lines. Um, so it's a lovely little project to kind of get your hands into this kind of technique. Um, and I think it's an achievable project to work on. Uh, it's not too not too taxing to to i think when you see big hand applique projects they're a little bit overwhelming but sort of working on little projects like that is quite a nice way to get into it and like almost have a little practice to see how it how you get on with it yeah yeah and that's a, a good point too just um thinking of experience i've decided that this year was going to be the year i make a quilt and rather than start on a small one which would be very sensible i'm making a big one and <laughs> the project's been put yeah. to one side because it is slightly daunting so I really like that you've come up with um, such a wonderful introduction into the, the hand applique and and including all of those different um, yeah different kind of yeah. shapes to yeah yeah um and which is super thrilling so i'm so excited that you're going to be sharing that as part of the retreat so that's um free for 24 hours and then people have the opportunity to purchase the all access pass if they'd like to keep um a lifetime access to what you're creating you're also adding an extra bonus to the, the all access parts. Would you yeah, like to so share what um, that is as well? Sort of a short sew along um, that I um, released last year. So it's kind of a mini quilt called Storyland of the Stars, and it's made up of nine hand applique blocks. And each of the blocks is inspired by traditional machine pleased blocks, but they've been created in a hand applique style. So it's again, it's a nice small project to kind of get into the rhythm of the technique. Um, a lot of the shapes are really nice because there's a lot of straight lines and circles and um, each block is different. So you're not doing you're not repeating the same thing over and over again in terms of the design. So um, it's, it's a nice uh, small project to work on. Yeah. Oh. How, how wonderful. And what would you say if you were to, um, how much time would you need to, to complete the, yeah. going back um, to the cushion that you shared um, with us? So I think it's quite, probably, you know, something like this could be done in a weekend because, yeah, because it's quite a nice oh, really? vlog. So um, um, because it's, mm. a, I'll just explain it with the, with the, Please do. <laughs> about layering different shapes on top of each other so i think uh, once you cut out all the shapes of the pattern um you can just kind of keep adding the shapes obviously with the guidance on the written pattern that i'll be providing uh, you can just kind of mm -hmm. work on different small sections at a time so and because it's such a small cushion um it really won't take that long to do Wow, that's amazing because I look yeah, at that yeah. and I see years. <laughs> no, I think, yeah, it's the, I think the longest, um, the two longest sections obviously cuts, drawing out all the, all the shapes for it and then stitching on. But I think once mm -hmm. you get into the rhythm of it, it does actually go a lot quicker than you think it's going to. <laughs> yeah, I, that makes perfect sense just thinking about it because I've, um, 
done um, made a, a hand sewn top with Sarah Woodyard, who specialises yeah. in the traditional making of um, clothing, and that's all done by hand. And it's actually amazing how quickly yeah. you zip through the sewing once you sit down and you get into a sewing cadence. And yeah, you, it's it's done I think there's that first, before you know first it. Sort of, so to maybe speak. sort of fifteen twenty minutes where you kind of you're getting into that rhythm of telling your hands what they need to do and and getting into that zone of the flow and then once you've kind of got past that first 20 minutes or so it might even be less than you kind of just you kind of keep going with it and um yeah that's where you lose track of time and burn in the oven and <laughs> yes. uh, i wonder um just thinking about that kind of stuff that makes me laugh because I know when I was knitting you'd always like oh, just keep knitting to the end of this row and then you know or if you're reading a book is I'll oh, just keep reading to the end of this page which then turns to the end of this chapter which you just keep on going so I could see with your project it would be very much like I'll oh, just keep yeah. going till yeah, the end very of much this like shape that. I'm just <laughs> going to stitch the rest of this leaf or I'm just going to stitch this small section and when I'm making dinner I can hear the oven beeping and my husband's like oh can you hear the oven beeping i was like yeah I, I can hear it i just need to finish this small bit before i go <laughs> it's very easy to do that as well <laughs> yeah oh, oh i could imagine i can see myself now i'd have to finish one piece and then i'd be like i just have to make sure the next bit's attached so that i know what i'm doing yeah. and then i'll be like and then yeah. i just have to do a few more stitches and then <laughs> Uh, such is the joy of making, isn't it? <laughs> Do you have um, any exciting projects or events coming up that you'd like I to share with us? I have got something exciting happening at the end of the year, which um, I can share. So um, I'm in contact with the Victorian Albert Museum in London about doing something with them. So I'll be sharing a bit more of over the next few months. Oh, that sounds very exciting. So to find out more, do we have to sign up to your newsletter? Yeah. What's the best yeah, way so, to keep in um, touch I have a newsletter, with you? Um, so I share sort of workshops and exciting things coming up through that. Um, I also have um, a Patreon um, account. So I've got um, sort of a monthly sew along that we work through block of the month and I share some inspiring videos and it's a very new thing that I've just launched. So it's filled lots of amazing things. Um, and here on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Instagram is always good. And I was having a look cause um, I was most intrigued. I think yes. you've called it the purple cottage. Yeah yes that's lovely where so, did you get um, the inspiration for that I, a lot of people that have been um following me for a while know i have a bit of an obsession with the color purple um so i just thought i've i i love the idea of um it's almost like a virtual creative home that people can come into um and it's going to be filled with lots of crafty creative things and um yeah i just thought it'd be quite a nice um name to for it to be quite a cozy place for creative people to get together yeah yeah oh i absolutely love it i can already envisage it in my mind and there's lots of beautiful purple flowers on the outside and yeah little english cottage <laughs> yeah, mentally i'm, I'm the countryside. to decorate in there so you know 
one day it might become a reality and I'll have a physical purple cottage that people can visit. So, you know. <laughs> yes, I'm just, I can imagine it now because um, you've got such a beautiful array of um, patterns and hand applique designs. Um, I think one of the ones that I've seen recently is, a, it's almost like a, is it a vase yeah, of so flowers? Yeah, can with flowers um, in it. So yeah, it's part of a seasonal, a yeah. seasonal cushion yeah. collection. So each there's four cushions in the collection, and each one has a different theme relating to that season. So that was uh, spring that cushion. <laughs> oh, well, it's absolutely gorgeous. I really love it, and in fact, it made me wonder because I've got my computer over here, so I can admire it whilst talking to you. Is there? Um, it's just stunning. So everybody, please go and check out Yasmin's um, page if you haven't been there already, because it will get in, get you inspired to learn even more about the applique process. Is there um, a rule about the layering of fabrics? Like, are you only allowed to have one layer on top of another, or it doesn't matter how many layers of applique you, can you create? Have as many layers as you want. That's There's even... obviously you might have to cut away the bottom layers, um, so it's not too bulky. But yeah. You can be really creative with it and just mm. sort of like layer lots of different um, shapes on top of each other and, and yeah, just be almost, you, it's almost like drawing with fabric. You can really get into the, like with a paintbrush or a, a colouring pencil, you can do that with fabric and just layer things up. Oh, it's just magical. It really is very inspiring. And uh, yes, I'm getting itchy <laughs> fingers to learn this technique and... <laughs> Oh, it's <laughs> <laughs> I know it is. <laughs> well, Yasmin, thank you so much for your time today. It's been an absolute delight to chat with you. And I'm so excited that you're part of the Making Zen Retreat. So I can't wait to um, share your work. Thank with you everyone. so much for having me. It's been really nice to chat today. And I'm very excited about the event. <laughs> yes, yes. So there's going to be so many great things. So come along, join us on from the 15th to the 19th of May. There's going to be lots of great artists, including Yasmin, lots of great textile techniques. Um, and you'll just be like a kid yeah. in a candy store with all these. In quite a few workshops that I'd like to so, join as well. <laughs> yeah. I think so. <laughs> Have to uh, take a month off in the summer <laughs> to uh, work through them all. <laughs> Well, thank you again, Yasmin. It's been so such a pleasure Thanks. chatting with you. And um, yes, thank you. Bye. much love. <laughs> thank you. Thank you, everyone, for joining in.